0: Please pray, come Holy Spirit with me three times. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. As we gather today, the word locks or the image of locks is on my mind and also divine mercy, which is why we come here this particular Sunday for actual and specific graces In our Gospel reading today, Jesus comes into the upper room and it says, although the doors were locked. And that upper room is where the disciples were because they were afraid of the Jews, because their Savior was just crucified, radically crucified. And if any of us saw what it actually looked like to be crucified, our jaws would drop and we'd probably get pretty sick to our stomach to see what our Lord went through for us. But nonetheless, the Lord conquered that amount of evil on the cross. Our sin, your sin, my sin. He conquered all that on the cross. And he comes and he walks through those locked doors. And what Jesus is doing, is what he's trying to show you and I, is that he wants to give us peace. And not a peace that this world can offer. It's unlike anything. And I just want you just to think about your own life What keeps you captive to fear? What doesn't allow you to be free? What keeps you locked up inside? Because Jesus wants to bless us, which keeps us free, and the evil one wants to keep you and I locked up in our fear. And for a lot of our youth, the fear is sometimes in our parents. I'm afraid if I don't get good grades, my parents are going to kill me. Unfortunately, that's a real fear for a lot of our youth. And our youth aren't more afraid of the healthy things, having a healthy fear of the Lord, which is, I know God loves me so much, I don't want to displease Him because He's forgiven me. He's given me peace that this world can't offer. Or maybe it's fear of rejection. I've been in so many relationships And I just can't put myself out there anymore, so I live in fear of rejection because so many people have broken trust with me. Or maybe it's fear of failure. I can't stand anymore. This failure, I suck at life, is my constant dialogue in my ears. Or maybe you live in fear of what other people think about you. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't go to that event because so-and-so is going to be there and I know what they're going to say about me. But I'm not more aware of and focused on what the Lord wants and there's all these fears and maybe it's you, you, you struggle with fears of even looking at the scale in the bathroom and you think, if I don't hit this weight, I'm never going to be at peace. Or you, or you have fe- just different fears that just arise all the time and it's not giving you peace, living in fear, when the Lord comes into the upper room and he he wants to come into your life and my life, and he wants to figure out what that lock is around your heart or around your mind that doesn't allow you to freely serve and choose the good always, which is mercy. And Jesus comes in the upper room, but not does does he just come in the upper room with the disciples 2,000 years ago. He wants to come into your heart and my heart Today. And he wants to speak to your fears, those things that keep you locked up, those things that keep you bound. And he wants to say to you, peace be with you. And then he wants you to look at his wounds. Remember what he did for us just a week and a half ago, going to that scourging at the pillar, and then being scourged so much that he barely had any flesh on his body. But nonetheless, he did it for you because he wants to give you this peace. He wants to set you free. We're only set free through the blood of Jesus. and He's offering you this deal today to say that my peace, my cross, is the key to unlocking your fears. Those lies that you believe in, that it's, there's no way that Jesus could forgive me if he really knew me. You know, if I really go to more parish events, they're going to judge me. I'm afraid of being embarrassed because I don't know anything. I don't know my faith that well. And the list goes on and on. And the Lord wants to relieve us of that. But he wants to know us what his peace costs. You look at his wounds. And you see his wounds. And then a week later from Easter, which is where we arrive in our gospel, there was one person who wasn't there in the upper room. And that was Thomas. And maybe even asking yourself, what makes you doubt God's goodness? And I, and I, and I get it. I get it. It's, it's a hard time to be Catholic right now. It's a very, very difficult time to be Catholic. But the Lord is always faithful. The Lord is always faithful. And he'll never leave us orphans. Because he came to set captives free. That's what we hear in our gospel. And He says one more time, three times, he says, peace be with you in our gospel. And I just want you to ask yourself, what do you need to believe more? What do you need to believe more in the good news of Jesus Christ? And today, maybe that one thing is, and I just want you to kind of shift from that image of a lock to the image of Jesus and the image he gave to St. Faustina in the 1930s. And maybe you've never heard of this divine mercy Message. In the 1930s, the ble- the, our blessed Lord was appearing to a religious sister in Poland named Faustina Kowalska. And he appeared to her like this. And a lot of times when she would pray in front of Jesus in the Eucharist, she would see these rays coming from the Eucharist, red and white. And he, he kept telling her, people don't know about my mercy. People don't know that as I desire to bless them. That's why his hand is raised in this image. The first thing that Jesus wants to do is bless you and give you peace. So whatever you're you're bound with, whatever those locks are, the first thing he wants to do is he wants to bless you, why his hand is raised. But then if you look even closer, one of his feet is in front of the other foot. And the reason why that is is because he initiates his peace for you and I. He's always as we hear in Revelation 3:20, he's always knocking at the door of your heart and my heart. And he wants to draw you in, which is why his left hand is pointing toward his chest. He wants to draw you in to the depths of his mercy. To know that there is not one sin that you can commit that he cannot forgive. There is not one sin that you can commit that he cannot forgive. Not one. And he wants to draw you in to that truth through, his, through our baptism, which is why the color white is there. Which, and we're back in right relationship with Jesus through confession. And the red represents his body and blood, which is the Eucharist. He wants to feed us with himself. He wants us to know that no matter what you and I are going through, no matter what, He's with you. And He doesn't want us to live in doubt. He wants us to live in peace and faith in Him. And His mercy is backwards compared to how we think it should be. Just last week, we heard about the Sri Lankan bombers people who did grave evil to Catholics in Sri Lanka. And what the message of divine mercy says, it says those who who have the greatest sin have first right to my mercy. Just think about that for a second. Those who have the greatest sin, the most grave sin, the most nasty sin, have first right to my mercy. Why? Why? because they need it the most. And our world says no they don't deserve it, but our Lord, he is a passionate lover. He's a passionate he's passionate for souls. And he'd rather give them his mercy than see them go to hell. He'd rather give you his mercy than you go to hell. And on this divine mercy Sunday weekend, It's the good news of the gospel, and we need to remember that our Lord comes to us to, first of all, bless us, to unlock whatever we live in fear, whatever gives us doubts in our hearts. He wants to draw us into the depths of his heart. And this particular weekend, if you go to confession between 12 and 3, we offer this at St. Wenceslaus tomorrow, if you go to confession, and then you pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet at church at 3 o'clock, And you go to Mass this weekend, all eternal punishment is wiped away and all sins are wiped away. That is the message. That is the promise of divine mercy. And then your goal and my goal, or I should say your mission and my mission, what it becomes is we become agents of his mercy and we can tell people about that Jesus because for some reason we've forgotten who that Jesus is. That he breathed on his disciples in the upper room, he gave them the gift of the Holy Spirit. And he said, those whose sins you retain are retained. Those whose sins you forgive are forgiven. That means he gave the apostles the gift of confession. The first sacrament after the resurrection was full of mercy. And our world could use mercy so badly right now. We live with so much unforgiveness. We live with so much revenge, we live with so much hatred in our hearts, and it doesn't keep us together, it scatters us. But look at the Lord's left hand again. He wants to draw us all into his sacred heart. So that no matter what you may be going through, no matter what sins you, know, you may know others have committed, we're called to bring them to the seat of mercy We're called to commend them to mercy so you and I don't be the judge but we let mercy be the judge and it's the best judge ever because when you and I judge we trap others in lies and we we divide and the Lord wants to unify us. So as we enter more deeply into this mass I just want you to ask yourself what I asked you when I began with what keeps you captive in fear? What locks up your heart? And maybe you know or maybe you don't know But the Lord wants you to be free. Does this image look familiar to you? When we look at the cross, Jesus is a free man. He's a happy man because he's doing the Father's will because he knows this is is next for you and I. Eternal life. As we heard in our gospel today, it says these things are written that you may come to believe. Having faith. That Jesus is the Christ. He's the Savior. He's the only one who can give us peace. He's the Son of God. And that through this belief in His divine mercy, you may have life in His name. It's waiting for you at your fingertips. If you accept this message of divine mercy, your life will radically change. Maybe you need radical change. Maybe you don't but I always need radical change. I'm always asking the Lord to to just change my heart, to show me what is His mission for me today. But His mission every day, no matter what, if we don't know what it is, it's always mercy, mercy, mercy. And if people knew this message, we'd have people hanging off the rafters in this church every Saturday and every Sunday. So let us... Spread the good news of the gospel today. And the good news is that no matter what sin you and I have committed, no matter what lock we have around our hearts, Jesus desires to give us peace today. And he desires to set us free through the message of divine mercy. Hand raised to give you a blessing. Foot forward to come to you in your mess, in my mess. And hand pointing at his heart to feed us with his body and blood and to forgive us through the sacrament of confession. It's a pretty sweet deal if we accept it and we believe. Let us leave here with a deeper desire to change in this holy sacrifice of the Mass. Because in just a couple seconds here, we're going to bless that image, and then you're going to stand and profess that you believe in that message. And if we truly do believe, we must leave here with a desire to spread that good news and not live in fear anymore, but live in his peace today and forever. Amen.